You are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. The NBDA would like to offer a sincere note of thanks to Associate Member Bike Exchange for their continued support of the NBDA and retailers at large. BikeExchange.com is the world's leading bicycle marketplace. Across eight countries, Bike Exchange prides itself as being the one-stop destination to buy, sell, and find everything bike. Since 2007, Bike Exchange has fueled the passion to ride by making it easy to buy and sell online. They connect with consumers everywhere to find, research, and buy all their related cycling needs through their marketplace. They also support and connect hundreds of retail bike stores and brands throughout the world. Bike Exchange is committed to helping people find the right cycling product in a single location and is considered the online destination for all things bicycles. Connecting your retail location to Bike Exchange is free and you pay a commission only on what you sell. Join Bike Exchange today and you'll receive a free one-year membership to the Professional Bike Mechanics Association and a free copy of the NBDA Cost of Doing Business Report. This membership and research has a combined value of $750, and it is being provided free of charge to bike retailers that join Bike Exchange today. Learn more at bikeexchange.com. Welcome to another episode of Bicycle Retail Radio, produced by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. This is MBDA President Heather Mason. Welcome to the NASH Episode 3. The NASH is something out of the box. We hope it's nourishment, a little bicycle industry food for the soul. It might leave you feeling full and content at the end or hungry and asking for more. I'm thinking we hope it hits you just right, feeling positive, confident, and inspired. Super thankful for this wonderful industry that we get to love, work, live, and play in. So today, my colleague, friend, partner in creativity, MBDA Development Director, Rochelle Scouten and I welcome a very special guest to the NOSH. Melanie Fry, MBDA Out- Membership Outreach, is here to join us. We're in Deer Valley getting ready for the Big Gear Show, and NOSH number three is recorded, catching our listeners up on where we're at and where our members are at and some of the latest industry news. We're going to share with you some highlights from this month's past virtual member events, some collective retailer advice, some plans for the future. And finally, we're going to be joined by our good friend, Rob Zerberski, sales and leadership consultant. He has been working with the MBDA and our P2 groups, showing retailers how to develop professional skills and productive mindsets that allow them to easily discover their true potential and maximize their results. It's huge. Rochelle, let's get Mel in here. How's it going? We're doing so good. Hi, Mel. Hi, how are you? We're doing great. We're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We are at Deer Valley getting ready for the Big Gear Show where it's going to kick off uh, tomorrow with Setup Day. Mel, Rochelle, and I have been busy getting VIP goodie bags ready for all the special guests coming in. And we thought it'd be a perfect opportunity to welcome Mel to the NOSH and introduce her to our members and to our listener base. So Mel, you started out just a few months ago. How has it been connecting with past and current members via phone and email, making tons of calls? Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. I'm really enjoying talking to the different dealers. There's a wide range of dealers. There's small shops, large shops, and I'm getting good feedback from them on some of their struggles right now, especially with the current supply chain issues. 
But then I also am hearing some wonderful things they're doing and the ways they're making their business grow. So yeah, it's just been great getting a chance to talk to people about bikes. Yeah, right. And you've worked at a store in the past and you are a cyclist, so you bring so much to the table. I try. <laughs> it's been awesome. I know Rochelle and I have been, you know, meeting with you weekly and it's been great to have you calling and talking to retailers so we know exactly what people are facing and we can make sure we're bringing forward resources and education that our members need. So that has been awesome. Yeah, there's so much that Heather, you and I want to do. But we were a two-man team coming up to it, doing everything that the NBDA does. We we have a limited amount of hours in the day, and having Melanie around has been amazing for us to be able to increase the outreach that we wanted to be able to do, but we just like we're getting caught up in everything else that we were doing. So it's great to have you here. And that's one thing the dealers have overwhelmingly appreciated the phone calls, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so stoked you're here because I'm just thinking so many people are going to come up to the tent and they're going to be like, oh, I spoke to you on the phone and it's going to be like, it's going to be cool. Right, right. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Rochelle, how are you? Like, so you have had a crazy month. It's been ridiculous. I decided to go on vacation a few weeks before Big Gear Show and I didn't realize how much of a mistake that was until... I came back from that vacation and only had a week to get ready for the big gear show, but it's good. We got it all together. We're here. All of our stuff is here somehow. We got a whole booth and events worth of stuff. Like we are ready. And we have dialed awesome NBDA official sunglasses. (laughs) I can't wait. They're going to be the item of the show. (laughs) The must have item. Yes. You know, it does feel like the show just crept up on us. This past month, I think with the announcement of the 2022 Bicycle Retailer Excellence Award yes. winners, three Monday member mingles, including the special edition Monday evening one, and um, our best practices committee, the release of our UL2849 statement. I'm like, where did July go? It was full, 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 full on. So let's dive into it. Where should we start? What about Excellence Awards? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. We released our amazing graphic um, in the Brain Magazine, and we had some awesome, awesome feedback from retailers who shared it with all of their customers, telling them what it meant to be recognized as an excellent shop for all of the work that they do. It's been so rewarding to see that. I think 111, give or take, shops this year awarded the distinction. Many new names, some familiar. It's really great for me looking because we did break them down into the platinum, gold, silver, bronze category. So many people coming up to the platinum and gold, which just means that people are really fine-tuning their business practices and we have said for the past two years, it's like we're pivoting. We're just pivoting. We're we're changing, uh, you know, everything each day to meet customers where they're at and meet inventory demands. And shops are doing it, and yeah. it's yeah. And we get to celebrate with them in person. Yeah, we get to tell them with this huge honor how well they're doing. Like, what's better than that? Yeah. Let's talk about the virtual events. So Monday member mingles, three of them this month. One was led by P2 consultant Neil Wexler on exit strategy. 
Mm-hmm. So well attended. It's important. Yeah. People are starting to think, I think one of the big things that came out of that meeting, which Neil did an amazing job, you know, running that meeting through was just the planning and how you really need to be thinking about it years before it becomes time. And then how to evaluate your business, you know, the different resources as far as, you know, who to sell it to, how to get your inventory in order. There was so much there. Such a good member mingle. Yeah. We actually recorded that one. We did. Where is it? On the YouTube channel? It will be. All right. (laughs) For our listeners, there we go. Also in the member resources area of the MBDA website. Yes. Um, An evening edition. That was a good Monday. So we wanted to see, why did we do the evening edition? Because we've gotten feedback that our Monday mingles in the middle of the workday. Some people are closed on Mondays. Some people aren't. So we decided to do an evening edition so that we could get everybody in that can't make the middle of the day version. Right. And you're hearing this too, right? Mo? Absolutely. That That's one of the feedbacks I've received that people are too busy during the day and they would appreciate something after hours. Yeah. So we did the special evening edition. We did. Honestly, it, it was not one of our more larger attended ones. No, so I don't want to say we're not going to try it again, but you know, we did try it. It was on service bikes and getting them picked up fast. Uh, The feedback was unique. Each shop had their own like operating policy, but the conversation was really, really good. Went multiple different directions from like, we don't even keep bikes at all at the shop to we text customers and we follow up with a phone call and very detailed specific plans. To we charge for storage if they don't pick it up on time. Yeah. Which is very smart. Yeah. 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 So much there. You know, I'm just thinking, Mel, since you're here too, you know, I continue to think, okay, we changed the time of the Monday Mingle to meet our members. You know, how do we get more people involved? Because at the end of the day, I want all of our members to take part in all the stuff we're doing. So I don't know. How do we make that call out? Like, listeners, please join us. Like, it's so important. It's important to show up. It's like, but you have to make the time. Like, there's never a good time. There's never a great time. Yeah. And and that's how you get the value out of your membership. Yes. By being involved with it. Talking to other dealers. We've had people who joined the first mingle, I think, at, like, February or March of 20... When we first started. 21. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been coming every single week since then. Because there's just so much value in getting to talk to other people who are doing exactly what you're doing and they know exactly what you're feeling and you can bounce ideas off each other. There's just nothing else like it. You know, I got that feeling tonight. So we went out to dinner with Jake, one of our new board members, Jake, and he got to meet Melanie as well in person. And we were talking shop. Of course, we're sitting there, we're bike people. And and just listening to the conversation, you could see the bounce. Like you just, you vibe off each other. And that's what happens. And, you know, I know that, the timing isn't always going to work for all of our members, but gosh, I really wish that it could. Like I really wish people would just set aside the time and make it because like you said, we had people that came to that first one in February or March of 2021 and we're still going strong, you know, kind of collecting them as we go. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. So besides the Monday member mingle this month, we also had a mobile meetup and we do these at 11 Eastern, so Rochelle is not on these. So it's just me on those. Um, but this was a great, great meeting this month. We were talking about social feeds, like using TikTok, Instagram, Facebook to reach new customers. 
Neil Mack from Beeline was on the call, which is always great to see one of our association partners join in. And then the other thing was just the importance of scheduling. So, you know, with a mobile tracker, I know we've talked about, about this before. I don't know about on the NOSH if we had, but in, in one of our meetings, if you're trying to plan out your day and you've got like appointment A over here, appointment B over here, and you're just like driving, you're just wasting a lot of time looking out the windshield, right? Mm-hmm. So the importance of scheduling. So it was a really, really great mobile meetup. And I really look forward to these calls. I mean, you know how much I do, right? I know. <laughs> like you get in and I'm like just off a call. I'm like, oh my God, I just had the best call. Yes. <laughs> I got so many ideas. Exactly. Every time she shows me her full notebook full of here, all of my notes from today's meeting. We'll I go do. over them later. I pick it up and I'm like, look. <laughs> it's awesome. P2 groups, P2 groups are going really well. Yeah. Our new Canada group is lovely group of retailers. So much there. For all the groups, we started a data sheet, an Excel tracker sheet for tracking their online sales, like where they want it to be and where they are now. And we're really looking at what that net number is after expense and really diving into managing cash flow. I mean, 2023 programs are going to start coming older out, let's say, and everyone's, you know, what are our predictions for next year? Is it going to be flat growth? Is it we going to see growth? Is it going to be decline? And then how do we plan for how many units are going to be in the store? If these questions, listeners, if these questions are not in your brain right now, like this is the time you need to start thinking about this stuff because there's so much to do with planning and inventory right now. And uh, you really have to be looking at all these numbers consistently. I mean, you've heard this too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's If you're thinking about it when you need the information right now, it's too late. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So lots there, P2 program. We always welcome more members to join our P2 groups. Uh, So we have four groups based in the U.S. with a group of retailers based in the U.S. and then one Canadian. So if you're interested, please let us know. There's so much power that comes from sitting with a group of people who are going through the same things you are and maybe do it just a little bit different way. Like what were you and Jake talking about the service bikes tonight? You learned something tonight. Oh, absolutely. The way he tags the bikes, he color codes them with the index cards based on like green or bikes that are done and they need to be picked up and, you know, yellow may be that they need repaired. I, I don't remember the exact what each one was, but he uses color coding. Such an and, easy and, way. and that way, as soon as you look at the bike, you know immediately what needs done when or if they need called. And you don't have to go over and look at each individual time. bike. Right. Yeah, we were talking about those things that just take up a little bit of time, but that add up. So right. that at the end of the day, you're going, well, what did I do? Exactly. <laughs> and that's one of those things is going in in the morning and checking, okay, where was this one? Okay, what's happening with this person? Okay, this one needs work. Okay, instead of just going in and looking visually, seeing where each one is. Exactly. Yep. yep. I thought that was a great idea. Our P2 groups meet monthly virtually and you know i'm on each one of those meetings it's so cool when you see a retailer like share an idea and then another retailer is like oh yeah and you like you can see like the high five like even though we're on zoom it's like yeah thank you so much for that you just solved all of my problems it's really cool my favorite is when they come back like a couple months later and they say oh yeah that thing that i implemented because of you is making me money wow yeah yeah we meet in person and they're like i think i owe you like 20 beers yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so what about the news lots of news two press releases this month came out in brain about 
things that the MBDA is doing. One is our best practices committee, which has just the work that this committee has done just has blown me away. So the MBDA, we have a board of directors, all bicycle retailers, and we have a subcommittee of the board, which is our best practices committee. The committee was formed, what, like three months ago, four months ago now? Yeah, not too long ago, only a couple of months. Yeah. And so this committee is really focused on forming best practices. So documents that retailers and suppliers can read, directing them to what best practices would be for relationships. And we have three documents that we just made available. And yeah. they're, you know, for our members, they're on the MBDA website, member resources area. But what are the three documents? So we've got suggested supplier best practices for one, two is managing credit relations. And the third is selecting suppliers. Awesome work they did. And you know, this committee, there's four of our members on this committee. I mean, they, they spent a long time making these documents. Amazing feedback so far. We've actually had many brands and suppliers reach out to the committee. We have a direct email address just for the committee, setting up you know, appointments to me either by phone call or in person here at the Big Gear Show. We have like eight meetings set up, which is really awesome. And they want to sit with this committee, you know, brands do and say, okay, you know, what can we do to make our programs, you know, better for retailers? What do retailers need? Because we all need to be working together to succeed. And nothing can change unless there's communication between the supplier and the retailer until each other knows what they need to be successful. Yeah. I'm really thrilled to see that it's been such a positive response. And I saw an email from Paro to the committee that was really just like, here's what our program looks like. Any feedback for us? I mean, that's awesome stuff, right? Huge. Yeah. Really excited about that. And then, yeah, another news was our UL2849 statement. Lots of work went into this press release and statement to the industry. Uh, You visited UL, right? It was really, yeah, it was really to see the facility in person. Now, I've I've been working with the team at Human Powered Solutions, aware of all the issues with the batteries and you know, seeing a retailer in Florida have a fire in their store and, you know, the press in the news up in Canada, you know, someone died, you know, not long ago. I mean, this is a really serious issue. The fire department in New York City, the cases are mounting. And, and yeah, I went to UL and to see that facility in person and see what the batteries go through and to learn. The biggest part on this is education. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just finished our webinar series trying to educate retailers, you know, okay, we have this voluntary UL 2849 statement. Mm-hmm. What is it? And why is it so important? And really, through the education, what I've learned is that the UL 2849 is, I mean, people for bikes brought this forward couple of years ago, actually, mm-hmm. before we even you know started talking about it here, it really ensures that the battery, not only in production and when it goes on the bike, but that after life cycle, when it's being used, when it's being recharged, that it tests into that. It tests like post-sale, like actually when the consumers or the riders using it. I'm really nervous that we're going to have more fires, that we're going to have more deaths, that we're going to have more people injured, and that this is going to go beyond the bicycle industry. It's going to be something that, you know, it's going to give e-bikes a bad flavor. So if we can get all the manufacturers certifying to UL2849 and showing that we have a hold on this, it's going to, 
it's going to do a lot for our industry. I, I, we're here. So we did that survey. We surveyed the MBA yes. members. Big, impressive stuff in that survey, right? Like I was astounded. Yeah. What was it? 10% of everyone that surveyed had an incident in their store in the last year mm-hmm. with yeah. either a runaway battery or a, what is it, at least a small fire that they were able to put out or mm-hmm. yeah. 10%. Yeah, huge. Like a little over 300 respondents, 10% had an incident. And 90% of the respondents said that they know about the issues with batteries. They know that they should be having a safe storage set up. They know they should have a, you know, a facility or an area in their shop in case of a thermal runaway. And even though 90% knew, only 30% do. So there's a lot that still needs to happen here. And we're going to be continuing the education forward into the fall about, you know, what exactly do you need to buy? Where can you get it? How much does it cost? So you could actually set your shop up. Also, just on insurance, we have a lot of retailers say that, that sell the majority of 50% e-bikes are having a, a little bit of a hard time getting insurance. So we have some stuff coming forward on that. And then the third piece is just the certification and training background mm-hmm. to work on e-bikes. So we've reached out to a couple organizations and we're going to bring some stuff forward on that. So there's so much there. If you haven't seen the news, the press releases on the Best Practices Committee or on the MBDA UL 2849 statement, they're in Bicycle Retail Industry News. Please take a look. There's lots there. And, you know, it feels good to do good work. Yes. It's not easy, though. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of time here. There's a lot of hours that have gone into it. A lot of hours to make sure, first of all, that it's the right information, to make sure that it's timely, yeah. and to make sure that it gets out to everybody that we need to be aware you yeah. know, in order to make change. I just don't want to see another incident at another retailer store. No. And I don't want to see another incident with a rider. Everything we can do. And I think the other part we talked about tonight, Mel, right? At dinner, we talked with Jake too. You know, he's selling a lot of e-bikes. Is just the information that we give to the consumer at the time of purchase. Thanks to HPS, Human Powered Solutions, on the MBDA website and member resources, there's actually, a, it's a PDF, right? That, yeah, that I believe so. Our members can print out and give to consumers at the time of purchase if you wanted to. That gives them some tips on how to safe storage and, and operate their bike, right? Yeah, yeah. to safely store their yeah. lithium-ion battery attached to the bike. Yeah, once right. again, it comes down to education. Yep. And we need to educate the consumers. So, like, what else? Upcoming podcasts? Who do we got? Who's coming out? Who do we have? We have an episode with our guest host, Sherry Rosenbaum. She interviewed Trek of Highland Park. That's who it was. That's a good episode that's coming out. And then... Sherry's awesome. She's great. (laughs) I love her. We love her. And then um, Laura from Bosch. Bosch, yes. Yeah, that's a really good one. So if you sell any bikes equipped with Bosch, definitely tune into that one. A lot of good tips there that I had... You know, the Bosch website is like so intense. There's so much information on it. And she just really broke it down and made it easy to understand. So there's lots there. What do we have? Upcoming webinar, roundtable, Lauren Kid Category Roundtable. Yes. Yeah, from yeah. Kids Ride Shotgun. She's going to be here to have a conversation with retailers about your kids category, you know, how you have it merchandised, where you'd like to see it grow to, if you want to see it grow, just thoughts all around that. So that'll be a good roundtable for our members. And then uh, member benefits. Hub Tiger. Hub Hub Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. 
If you are a member of the NBDA and you are looking at adding Hub Tiger to your store tech, you know, service department scheduling. Service awesome. department scheduling is huge. Yep. And it's a great platform. We believe in it. We believe that it really, really helps to create systems to help the efficiency and everything in the service center. So anyway, members of the NBDA get 10% off Hub Tiger. Yeah. Stuart is great. Stuart Black, he was on our podcast before. Yeah, like you said, Hub Tiger, you can just totally assign services, reservations, text people when bikes are done. It just get parts out of your point of sale system and assign them to certain repairs. Like, you know, instantaneously what you have in stock. It's really, really great stuff. So it is. And they have an app that attaches to Strava. So you can track the miles that your customer is putting on their bike. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And send them reminders based on, yeah. Pretty cool stuff there. Very. Yeah. Hub Tiger. So I think that member resources page you'll have up after. After the big big gear show. show. Yeah. When, when this podcast is out. Oh, see, look at that. I know. Timing. Mel, what do you think? I think it, this is all just awesome. And <laughs> I love you. <laughs> We're doing great work and getting dealers excited again, I think. Yeah. I, I so. think there's been some, some downtime with dealers kind of just going through the slog. And uh, I think they're getting excited again. Yeah, that was the car. That was tonight too. Oh my God, tonight. I keep referring to it, but it was. So much comes out when you sit and yeah. you have a meaningful conversation. But Jake was saying like, there's just no time. There's right. just no time. I really wish we could just make more time for people. Yeah. I mean, if Heather and I could just go into every single member's <laughs> bike shop and work part time, we would. How awesome would that be? I know. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, Mel. I road mean, yeah, road trip. <laughs> We're coming. No, it's it's great to have you talking to the members on the phone and catching up and and giving us that feedback too. Yeah, it's been great. So, should we shift gears? Bring a guest in. Let's do it. Let's bring in Rob. <laughs> Rob is infectious. Some people would call him hilarious. I mean, he he wears shoes with green shoelaces. Because they remind him of the money he's going to make. <laughs> What's he wake up and say, let's make the donuts? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you guys probably think we're bringing, our listeners probably were like, who is this that they're bringing in? But he's really, he is a public speaker. He is a best-selling author. He operates a thriving bicycle service and repair business in his hometown of Arlington Heights. Yeah. Yeah. He's spent several decades in the bicycle industry. Yeah. It's great to have him join us. It's been great to have him join our P2 meetings and now come on the podcast and just catch up. I don't even know where we're going to go. We're just going to, like we always do, Rob, give us something on leadership. That is a question we've had a lot of members ask because it's hard to find good staff right now. And so you've got some newer people coming into your operation and like, how do I get them motivated? How do I train my staff? How do I get everyone's mindset in the right spot? So maybe that's what we kind of go into. Let's do it. All right. Nobody knows your bike shop better than you, but the people who might come the closest are other bike shop owners who are facing the same day-to-day and long-term challenges that you are. Joining a P2 group is one of the most affordable ways to take a deep dive into your business alongside other bike shop owners 
who are experts in what you do. Reach out today so we can tell you more about how a P2 group can make a difference in your business. All right, Rochelle, let's welcome our guest today. Yes, we're excited. We have Rob Z here with us. Our good friend, sales and leadership consultant, Rob Zaberski. He has been working with the MBDA in our P2 groups, showing retailers how to develop professional skills and productive mindsets. That is it. Those productive mindsets, they allow us to easily discover our true potential and maximize our results. It's a hard one. Yeah, and... (laughs) It's deceptively simple. The words are simple. The approach is... When you understand what to do, it's super easy. And then the process of figuring out what to do for some people can be a little difficult, but ultimately it's worth the ROI on any amount of time spent on understanding how to take a more active role in managing your mindset. It pays off in spades. I love it. And you have experience decades, if I can say that in the bicycle industry. Having worked on multiple sides of the counter in sales, service, leadership, you spent time in advocacy in the industry. Really cool stuff. Thank you. Yeah. I've been in there a minute or so. Well, it's important. When I first met you, I didn't know you were at the Kappa show and I didn't know that you actually had a background in the bike industry as well. You know, I thought you were just like this amazing best-selling author, public speaker. And then I find out you actually like even started this bike the drive or something that's like awesome. So you have it. You're the Rob Z. I'm Rob Z. I've, I've been super fortunate. I've had the opportunity to work in like, I don't know if it's all angles. I'm sure there's something I've missed, but yeah, I've spent time in the advocacy world, helping make sure that people have safe places to ride and, and people to lobby for their rights as cyclists and events that they can take advantage of to have a blast riding in places that normally wouldn't get a chance to ride you know, like bike the drive in Chicago. I've had the opportunity to work in retail, right. And get people on bikes and, you know, manage those relationships with the suppliers, have the privilege of working for a couple different suppliers over the years in multiple roles. You know, I've done marketing, I've done sales, I've done product development, product management. And then, yeah. And then I left (laughs) and then I started my own little side hustle business, but yeah, primarily I do sales and leadership consulting and training for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Rochelle, Correct me if I'm wrong, but we're having a lot of conversations from shop managers or owners that are like, how do I train my staff? How do I get my focus? Like I've been asking them, how do you start your day? How do you end your day? You know, we have some retailers that won't even look at their numbers at night because they won't sleep. So they wait to the morning to see. And so, <laughs> right, like Rob's shaking his head. Listen yeah, that's, I'm not saying you're doing it wrong, but there's a better way to do it. How's that sound? It was great to have you join our P2 groups this past year in our meetings. And you start a story. And at one point, you asked everyone to close their eyes and get their mind you know, following what you were asking them to. And you can watch around the room. I didn't close my eyes. I don't follow this. <laughs> I, well, I appreciate your ownership. And everyone like getting it, what you were saying. But it takes yeah. time, right? Like You can't just... Yeah, I mean- There's no simple potion, right? Well, yes and no. Here's what I tell people all the time. In what I do, and I was this guy, right? So you talk about another position I held was the eternal skeptic, right? That used to be me back in the day. And the world I play in gets a lot of lip service, right? I play in the positivity and attitude and mindset and goal setting and time management and personal development and 
sometimes hippie dippy woo woo kind of stuff that listen, we're in a passion pursuit industry. And then there's a fine, like, there's just a fine line. Right. And so I'll be the first to admit that like, when I first got into the personal development world, I was like, does this stuff work? Man, I don't know. I've never, I've heard about this stuff, but does it really work? And then the more opportunity I had to spend time and actually embrace and dive into the concept of, you know, talking to yourself instead of listening to yourself, the idea of understanding the blend of passion and excellence and how that when they work together, you can really accelerate, elevate, you can achieve amazing results. You can do it way easier with way less stress and have way more fun in the process, which kind of sounds like the reason most people start a business in the bicycle industry, right? I'm a big fan of, I love riding my bike. I love having the time to do what I want when I want. I love being around this business and this industry and the people that make up the industry. And then, you know, there's still skill set stuff that you can work on and refine that is just going to make that entire experience of owning, running, potentially exiting the bicycle business, just that much more rewarding. But that's stress. You said the word stress. And I mm-hmm. picked up on that because that is retailers are saying they are stressed out. They are short staffed. They have this to-do list that's this long and keeps growing. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do we do there, Rob? Like if I was going to just pick your brain and we got you here. You can't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> I, I mean, I could click leave meeting. I won't. Like we're in. You got me. <laughs> like, how do we get focused? Like, how do I tell retailers? Like, like I had a retailer call me the other day and it's someone you know. And he said, I have five things I need to get done today. They're all really important. I don't know how I'm going to get them done. I'm trying my best. And, and I was like, well, maybe start by reassigning all the other things around you to someone else. So you can focus on these. I don't know, but I'm not the expert. Like Rob, what would you say? Yeah. I mean, we can have a whole Eisenhower matrix discussion on important versus urgent. And like, that's, and we can bring up PDFs and spreadsheets and that would be awesome. And then we're not going to do that because it's a radio show. Yeah. I mean, ultimately if everything's important, nothing's important. Mm. And in my experience, that situation where you've got a multitude of things that are important and you don't understand how you're going to get them done. I'm going to take a little bit of a liberty, but in my experience in working with thousands of professionals in a multitude of industries, where that stems from is not having clarity in what the big picture goal is that you're trying to chase down. You hear about dream, you talk about vision, you hear goals all the time, but ultimately your eyes are not on the prize. And so you may know what the prize is, but you may not have the clarity, the specificity and the clarity in what that prize is and what it means to you. And you know, that's what's getting in the way of you actually one, not you one, actually prioritizing where you want to put your best effort and focus. It's not that you don't have time to get it done. Everybody has the same 168 hours every single week. Nobody has more time or less time. We're all, it's a level playing field there, right? Where you excel is in paying better attention to where you put focus and energy within that time. And when it's aligned with the goals that you have for the shop or for your personal life, I don't mean like, well, yeah, it'd be good. Cause like when I get this done, then I could do that. I'm talking like full alignment with this activity is a thousand percent going to move me in the direction of getting exactly what I want. If you aren't crystal clear on like 
you know, it's like dose response physiology, right? I'm going to steal from a good friend, Alan Lim, right? Shameless, shameless name drop there. <laughs> you know, we talked a lot about dose response physiology, right? You do the work, you see the result, right? If there's not a direct correlation between what you're working on and the outcome it's going to produce relative to that big picture prize that you want, you're simply wasting your time and effort. You're giving of your most valuable assets, your time, your talent, your treasure, right? Yeah. Your time, what you know, and what you make with that information in that amount of time. I feel like it's so hard to do that though. Like, and I think that's where I saw a retailer sit with you, like, you know, outside of the meeting room on a one-on-one and just be like, I need someone to help me figure this out because yeah. I can't do this on my, on my own. And it is hard. I'm sorry. Let me dive. It is hard because your brain is wired. It focuses. It's always looking for some version of negativity, urgency, or complacency, right? And if it can't find it, it's going to make it up. Congratulations. <laughs> but most people just, I've said this before, like we've had interviews about this. You know, I've, I've said this in rooms of P2 groups and it's really just understanding. And, and like I said, at the beginning, accepting is the first thing you have to accept the fact that your brain is always going to be looking for some version of negativity, urgency, and complacency. Once you accept that, then you can say, okay, either that's working for me or it's not working for me. If it's working for you, great, keep going. Let me know how that works out for you. If it's not working for you, what can you fix and adjust to minimize those unhelpful default settings? How can you start to get your brain to work for you so that you can start focusing on the high priority, high impact activities that are going to move in the right direction? And we have had a lot of conversations with retailers recently too about, I don't have enough staff, first of all, but also the staff that I do have working just aren't as productive as I would like them to be. The pr- productivity in my staff is lacking. And I can't help but think like there's a lot of it that's to do with processes and to do with tracking and all that kind of a thing, but it's also to do with leadership, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Asterisk, right? There's more to the story. What does as productive as they should be mean? So, okay. So here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about with your brain unconsciously getting in your way, right? Vague statements like they should be more productive. That doesn't serve anyone. What does that mean? What specifically does more productive mean? Well, that means getting more bikes built in an hour. Awesome. How many is more? That which can be measured can be improved. The more specific you can get on what you want to accomplish and achieve, and more importantly, what you're looking for the people that work with you, your team to achieve, the easier it is. When you give them a margin of error, they're going to make that a bigger margin of error. You know, well, I built one more bike in a day. Wow. You know, like there's just... It's like I tell people, like, this is when it comes to goal setting specifically. I know I'm kind of all over the place, but I'm going to try and make this all make sense. When I talk about eyes on the prize, right? In this case, it's a properly structured goal. And so when you're specific on that goal, you can actually have something solid that you can work towards, right? Building more bikes is different from getting 15 bikes showroom ready in eight hours, mm-hmm. right? And I'm making up numbers here, right? So it's better to be clear than it is to be nice. I learned that from a friend and mentor of mine years ago, 
because that was a long time ago, back in the skeptical days. I didn't want to, oh, I don't want to make anybody upset. <laughs> oh, they might, they might not like what I have to say. And then we go back and forth and back and forth and nothing gets accomplished. It's way better to be clear than it is to be nice. Right. So get clear on what it is you want them to be. I don't like the term managing expectations. That's another interview. But at the same time, set clear intentions and expectations that your team can follow. If you've got a, a quota or a goal, and that's another fun interview conversation, that dichotomy, you know, just are they aware of it? And then what are you doing to support them moving towards it? I love this because it's like, we're doing this for our team, but you also have to do this for yourself too, right? Oh, oh God, yeah. As the leader. Only every single day. This is the thing, your brain, negativity, urgency, complacency. Urgency is squirrel. It's every distraction that shows up, right? Negativity is negative self-talk or, you know, noticing things didn't go the way you want them to. Complacency is an unwillingness to change what you're doing to get a better result. We'll distill it down to that. So the way to overcome that is just to heighten your awareness of things that are most important. So if you've got a goal in place, remind yourself of that goal. And I don't mean like once a month. I mean like three times a day. Like write it down, hang it up, put it right in front of your, like everywhere. Tell Mm -hmm. people about it. Absolutely. Get an accountability partner. Remind yourself. There's a tactic we teach called immersion with our clients where we literally tell them to put some visual representation of whatever their goal is in their office. They have no choice but to stare at it every day. Mm. Right? Like I have one guy, he runs a team and it's all about like, I don't recall exactly what it was, but he's got a, a goal tied to the, it has something to do with refereeing and I'm blanking on exactly what it is, so I apologize. But he's a State Farm agent and they all have those Jake from State Farm cutouts. So he literally got his Jake from State Farm cutout and put a, with a dicks and bought a, a referee jersey. And put it on this stand-up. So every day he has no choice but to walk by this visual talking about like referee. And it's tied to, it's just a trigger for the goal he and his team are trying to achieve. And it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I got other clients said, man, I got, for some reason, my clients really like the idea of doing contests related to booze. I have no idea. I got a client that literally set up beer pong in her office. And every time they sold something, somebody had an opportunity to throw a ping pong ball into a solo cup and they literally won airplane booze. But like, you can make it fun. We work and live in a passion pursuit industry. If we're not having fun in the process, we're doing it wrong. Right. Right. Oh my God. I love talking to you because it's like, we can, I can be like here and ever. I'm not like, oh, I got, I'm so fired up after just like 10 minutes with you. I know. And then there's probably some people going, dude, I got to shut this up. I can't take this guy. I'm an acquired taste. I'm like that first scotch, man. It burns. But after a while, it works out for you. <laughs> I can't help but notice you say, you know, a bunch of your clients just happen to be doing something alcohol related. Who's the common factor there, Rob? <laughs> that's another interview question. I feel like that's another interview <laughs> session. So listen, we smell our own. That's all I'm going to say. We smell our own, right? <laughs> that's hilarious. No way to call it out. No, but I have a question, you know, the past couple of years has been, it's changed a lot of the way that we do business and a lot of the way that we interact with people. And have you seen any changes in leadership roles or any different dynamics that are needed in that regard? Uh, Yes and no. Yeah. You know, I, I think, nah. So this time of year, it's a tough question to ask because I see a lot of people reverting to the business they know how to run, which is, Oh my God, take care of everything that walks in the door right now. 
Mm-hmm. Like for most of the country, and I'm in Chicago, so I'm having conversations with some of the shop owners around me that are like, yeah, we are throttled. I would love to talk to you, Rob. I don't have time. Or I'm not, you know, I've got other things, you know, I've got business I got to run. And in my world, you always have permission to stop talking to me to go to make money. I have no problem with that. But I'm definitely, I'm right now, I see a lot of folks reverting back to, you know, running the business traditionally the way, that, you know, people come in, sell a bike, service a bike, you know, capitalize on what's going on right now. My observation is there's a lot of still like hire for the season, layoff for the off season. It's not my job to spend other people's money, especially on staff and team that aren't doing anything. But, you know, I think there's a massive opportunity to really invest in the people that you have on your team when things are slower. I understand there's stocking and pre-building and, you know, clean. Listen, we hit it hard from May to October, April to October, we hit it hard and there's some recovery and I get that. But that I think if people take a more active role in saying, okay, we're going to work on this, this, and this, you know, let's debrief the 2022 season. What did we say we were going to do? I'm not answering your question. I'm kind of diving into advice. So I apologize. But what did we want to do? What did we say we were going to do? What did we do? How do we feel about the result we got? What did we do well? What would we do different? How do we train for that? How do we double down on what we do well? And how do we either eliminate or improve the things that are not going well for us? You got retailers doing that on a consistent basis. I want to say track and trend. And then like, I feel like we're kind of like leveling back out to where we were like 2019 to a degree. That's from my perspective. You're going to move in the right direction. What is this you said about, oh gosh, I think, how do you end your night? How do you start your day? What is it? What's your same wisdom? Oh yeah. My, like I start every day with a couple of phrases. I talk to myself. I talk, I, I would listen to me talk all day. And the good news is I do, right? I talk to myself in the morning and at night. And specifically in the morning, I wait the first words out of my mouth. It's going to be a great day. I'm a money magnet. I have zero emotional attachment to money. It's time to make the donuts. It's time to make the donuts. And those four statements put me in the mindset to win. Period. Like it's going to be a great day. I'm going to make this a great day. I'm going to look for every opportunity for it to be a great day. I'm a money magnet. I love when people call to give me money. I think that's like the change that I've noticed over the past two years is that the people who are thriving right now, the retailers who are really hitting the home runs are the ones that still have the energy to wake up every day and say those words and go in. And as you said, Rob, focus on the things that are making them money, are doing good and eliminate those, not worry about those things, You know, turn off whatever, stop the things that aren't making them money and just focus yeah. and dial in on what it is. So. It's yeah, it's again, it, I go back to so this. That's an example of passion, the blend of passion and excellence. It's not just running a passion based business and foregoing any of the processes, systems, analysis. It's finding a blend of, okay, this seems to be working well. How do we get really excited about doing more of this? Hey, we're doing this thing. We have this product that isn't selling. Get rid of it and be excited about getting rid of it and replacing it with something that will move. Yeah. I love it. Gosh, I wish I had like an hour with you because the podcast you were on before we had an hour with you, it was like one of our most talked about ones. What are you up to? Like, so your book is Master Your Mind. So for our listeners, Master Your Mind. Master Your Mind, counterintuitive strategies to refocus and re-energize your runaway brain. It's on Amazon. It's yellow. Just type in Master Your Mind Zaberski 
you don't even have to get close on Zabersky. It'll come up. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of one-on-one coaching. I'm working with a lot of small business owners in a multitude of industries. I'm working with people who have tasted success and they love it. And they've been doing what they've been doing long enough. And they've kind of like either plateaued or in some cases regressed a little bit production-wise, energy-wise, focus-wise. They've tried a bunch of stuff. They've figured out they can't figure it out on their own and they're ready for a little bit of help. Like those are the folks I'm working with and we are doing amazing things. We're helping them get refocused, re-energized. We're helping them run teams that are producing. A lot. They're like, I've never written paychecks this big. And they're thrilled about it, right? They're writing bonus checks that are amazing. So I'm doing a lot of one-on-one coaching. You know, I got a big gear show coming up. I'm super excited to come share some messages there. And then I'm cautiously optimistic that daddy's going to be back in terminal one at uh, ORD. It's speaking season coming up in the fall. So a lot of coaching now. I've got some gigs coming up. That's what's happening in my world. Oh, and I'm, I'm actually riding. I've realized I'm perpetually two weeks away from being in shape. <laughs> Yeah, give me a couple of weeks. I'll be in shape. Yeah, like two weeks ago, I'm like, I'll be in shape in two weeks. And then two days ago, my guy's like, how you feel? I'm like, I feel like two weeks from now, I'm going to be in shape. And I'm riding. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love yeah. that. Yeah, big gear show. I'm so excited to have you there. Yeah, for yeah, our make sure you stop by Rob's seminar. And then also um, Rob will be at our VIP event and other stuff. So great person to meet up with and chat. If people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that, Rob? Oh my God. Usually like two cups and a string, maybe some smoke signal. No, I'm just kidding. It's 2022. My website is freedompersonaldevelopment.com. The best email for me is R-O-B-B-Z, Rob Z at deliverfreedom.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, just at Rob Z speaker on Twitter and Instagram, Rob Zaberski on Facebook and LinkedIn. That's your best bet. I'm typically trying to put up some decent content and or pictures of the ballroom carpets I speak on. I would follow me on social media all the time. But uh, that's your best bet for getting a hold of me. I'd love, I'd welcome a conversation if you've got questions or just like, hey man, if so, you know what, get a hold of me, drop me an email. Let me know what stood out to you from this interview. Like I, if you need clarity or just, even if you're like, no, Rob, I don't need clarity, but I loved when you talked about this. I just, I love feedback. I, I love hearing what's working for people. Test, evaluate, fix. Test, evaluate, fix, right? Rob, every time we get a chance to connect with you, I absolutely love it. I always wish we had longer. So can't wait to see you out in August for our listeners. If you need those contacts, just let us know. We'll put them in the show notes too. And yeah, I guess, Rob, thanks so much, man. Have a good one. Yeah, thank you. It was great chatting. Great hanging out with you virtually again. We're really good at this. All right. Have a great one. Thanks a ton. Thank you. This has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership and member benefits, join us at nbda.com. Bicycle Retail Radio.